continuing to study the book of Daniel, and we're talking about the strange message that the fingers of a man's hand wrote on the wall of Belshazzar's palace when they were having a gigantic uh, get-together with his nobles, and, and they were just a few words. They were words that were in their language, but there were words that made no sense by themselves, and Daniel interprets them. The first two words, mine, mine, he says, means that God has numbered your kingdom and it's finished. And then tekel, T-E-K-E-L, Daniel declared the meaning of this word. He said, you have, weighed in the, you have been weighed on the scales of God and found deficient. You've been weighed on God's scales and found deficient. It's important for us to recognize that God knows exactly what's going on in our lives and he knew exactly what was going on in Belshazzar's life, and God's scales always weigh accurately, and they always weigh, weigh justly. Recently, uh, my wife and I have been involved in a transaction of buying something, or talking about buying something with a person, and we have just, that person has lied to us, has tried to deceive us, has tried to trick us, has, it's just been a one after another kind of deal, and it just reminds me how foolish we are to do that because God's weighing us in his scales. He knows what that person is doing. And, and even though at first I did not know, I, I was able to eventually figure it out, probably by God's helping me to do that. I'm sure it was. I didn't do it on my own. And yet, see, God says in his scales we don't measure up. We've got to trust him. We've got to put our lives in, in his hands. And these were like old-fashioned scales, not the kind we have today. On the one side, you would put a weight, like five pounds. And then if somebody said, somebody said, I want to buy five pounds of flour, well, you would, you would pour flour on the other side until it, it measured even with the five pounds that was on the other side of the scale. And that's the kind of scales that are pictured here. Here are God's scales. They're perfect on one side. And then when anything we can put in the scales on the other side are inept, they're inadequate, they're not enough. Belshazzar and his life did not weigh enough. He was weighed in the scales of God and he was found wanting. The scales didn't balance, neither do we on those scales. For the scripture says we have fallen short of the glory of God. Jesus on one side, and how do we measure up on the other? We're over there on the other side. Here's Jesus, the perfect son of God who never sinned, who's without fault, who's amazing. And there's none who understands that. There's none who seeks after God, the Bible says. And here's Jesus over here on this scale. We're over there, and we don't measure up. That's why we need him. That's why we need to admit we're sinners, trust him as our Savior. Belshazzar was king. He was the most powerful man in the world of his day. He was rich. He had in his hands the ability to take life or give life. He could say, kill that person, and they were dead. Save that person's life, and they were saved. There came a day when he was revealed to be deficient, though. Even though he thought he was all-powerful, even though he thought that nothing could stand in his way, that nothing could stop him, there came a day when, though he was king, he did not weigh enough. And with all his money and all his power and all his prejudice, prestige could do nothing to help him that there also comes that day for every one of us and our only hope is Jesus that's why 
If we don't know Jesus when we stand before the judgment, the white great white throne, we will be shown to be insufficient. We will not weigh enough. All the good that we have done will be inadequate. It won't be enough. Jesus said, God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. God provided an exchange. God said, I will take your sins and give you Christ's righteousness if you will trust him as your personal Lord and Savior. God has never made a bargain like that. So good, so special, so merciful. It's the best thing that has ever been. It's the best thing that will ever be. I had a friend, I have a friend who over the years has prided himself in getting great bargains. Uh, Sometimes they weren't nearly as great as he thought they were, but he thought they were. And he's prided himself in being able to, to bargain, get people to come down on their prices and everything. But he never came close to a bargain like this. The bargain that if I put my trust in Jesus, he forgives me. The third word that was written on the wall by the hands of the, uh, of the by this strange hand was euphorson or peris. It's the, it's the same word. It's just a different form of the word. In the Hebrew, the U means and, and the I end on the end of the word is the plural. So take it off and you have the same basic word. This is what Daniel did. Euphorson means dividing. And here's what Daniel said. Your kingdom is numbered. You've already said that. Your weight in the balance is and found warning. He's already said that. Now, the last word says God is dividing your kingdom. The word means divided. It's already done. Daniel is saying your kingdom, while you stand here with all your nobles thinking you're so powerful and you're so amazing, your kingdom is, has already been divided. It's already been given to somebody else. It's, it's God saying, it's not yours anymore. And that very night, the Bible says, that Darius, the king of the Medes and the Persians, killed Belshazzar, took over his kingdom, and took over all of Babylon. The explanation is divine judgment has already fallen, and the prophecy has already been fulfilled, which God means that he has already done it. So recognize that, and we'll pick that up and talk some more about